Episode number 91 of the Average Man Podcast, and this one has been a little while coming because I haven't done a podcast for like um, a month. I just looked back on my notes. Uh, I thought it was three weeks, but the last podcast I did was the Australia Day special, which was also on a public holiday, like today's too. So man, that is a long time in between drinks. Um, Four weeks off. I've been a busy, busy boy. Uh, It's been stressing me out. Uh, that I haven't been doing my podcasts, but yeah, I just, I have not been able to juggle at all, uh, to be honest with you. So yeah, like I'm working, we're working weekends at the moment, sort of every second weekend. Um, So that's your six days taken up straight away. Um, I've been building a little lean-to shed on the side of the the house that we live at, um, just out of some gathered materials uh, around the place, a little knock to thing that took me three weekends to kind of put together as well because I have absolutely no shed whatsoever and I was sick of my house looking like a vagabond um, with shit just spilled from um, armpit to arsehole all around the place. So I uh, built me a little lean-to and then that was sort of taking up the other major part of my spare time. Uh, and then on top of that, I was getting together a, a, an, an RPL, a recognition of prior learning kit to go to together, to put together to send to the Master Builders Association because I'm going for my diploma of building, a diploma in building. And I wanted to get um, yeah as many RPLs as I could, so I had to do up a kit to send them and I was on a real time crunch thing because the course has already started for the year. And... If I don't get into this intake, then they're increasing the units to, to get your diploma of build your building diploma, if I can say the bloody word right, uh, from like 19 units to 27 units in the next intake. So it's in my best interest to get in now if I'm ever going to do it. Um, so I had a short period of time to get that done as well. And yeah, man, I just really didn't, couldn't find time to, to do the, the old podcast. It's not sort of something you can just squeeze into a tiny little window. You've got to have something to talk about. You've got to get um, the gear all set up for it in the room, you know, some time aside that works with the family and everything. And and you've got to kind of be in the right headspace. Like I can't just come in from work and slave my ass off outside in the sun um, in, in my sweaty gear and just stroll on in and sit down at lunch break and do a podcast because my, my, my head's not in it, man. So, um. Yeah, it's been a, a hectic little period, but um, let's rewind up a little bit. Hey, welcome to episode number 91 of the Average Man Podcast, All oh, the Debts Are O, which is the uh, the song by Camp that brought us in there at the start. I'm quite nervous about my intros, and I think... 
think I'm about to abandon the idea of using songs for my intro and then naming the episode after them and having to come up with uh, something a little more uh, legal, I guess is probably a good term, um, just because... Look, if this thing ever takes off and I start being able to um, make some money on, and you know monetize the podcast and get get it some decent sponsorship and things like that, well, then I'm not going to be able to use those intros. I'm going to have to go back through and redo all my all my intros for all the podcasts because you can't use people's songs and Spotify are starting to click on it at the moment, um, deleting content with um, that's basically plagiarizing other people's songs, and we don't really want that. So. Um, yeah, I think that it used to be a grey area and then uh, then I just shut off to it and then now it's become glaringly obvious that it's not really grey, you can't do it and um, it's not going to work in the, long, in, the, in the long term. So, um, yeah, I'm also going to switch to a different, um, a different podcast publisher uh, and they, they sort of uh, give you a few little intro ditties and things like that that I'll probably be able to use going forward. But... Um, yeah, it's not it's not great. I haven't really figured that out as of yet. So anyway, at the moment I'm sticking with it. Um and it's yeah, it is what it is. But yeah, man, been a busy, busy boy. Uh as I said, working weekends, uh doing my little lean to thing on the side of the house, and that's been such a uh cause of like for my OCD, uh, uh, it's been such a stress for my OCD. Coming home and seeing my house with just shit stacked everywhere. I got like shelves that belong in a garage stacked outside my carport, and just random shit everywhere. And it was doing my head in. So I've got that sorted. The shed's not finished. I'm missing a sheet of uh, Hardy Flex on it that I'll sort out during the week. And she needs some flashings, and I need to hang the door. But it is a box that I can put shit in out of the weather, and I have done so. And Yes, I'm quite quite happy about that. Um, so that's yeah. And then the next thing I can now move on to uh, getting this caravan that we bought. It's the seventy eight, seventy nine, whatever it is, Franklin caravan. Um, yeah, get a, a frame welded up and and fit onto it to to hang this aircon on, and and then start getting the battery system ready. And there's a few other bits and bobs I need to do to that. So that's ready for camp season this year. And my wife is. Um, yapping at me to get that done so I can kind of move on to that um, task now which is good and um, yeah to, to get myself through that February that was quite busy I did go as I spoke about last year sort of 98% dry for the month um, didn't do a full full not one drop of alcohol for the whole month kind of deal but um the idea was never really to do that it's the idea for this year is to do a month on month off meaning the month that I'm off I'm only drinking you know a couple of drinks per week like I had a couple of wines on the weekend last weekend I had a couple of wines both weekends not coming home from work drinking not drinking during the day not drinking just because I'm not at work basically which is what I sort of have been doing a lot lately if I'm not at work um just having a beer so you know, doing other shit as well, but but with a beer in my hand, and I'm trying to get away from that. So it's kind of been good to have, to reset the routine for me, and um, yeah, not stress about oh, you cannot drink alcohol all month. You know, like that, that that's not really what I'm chasing, but just to give me a bit of a, a, a framework to work to, to to just not drink all the time when I'm not at work for no other reason. Um, so that worked out pretty well, and I was waking up really really healthy and shit during the weeks. Um, 
you know, during the week, so I wasn't touching alcohol at all during the week. So waking up good for work and my workouts and stuff like that, which has been pretty cool. So that was good. That was a good little bonus um, to the whole thing. And now I'm in March, and the idea is to um, not guilt myself. I can have a drink like I'm right now. I'm having a whiskey and tonic water as I sit here talking to you, but uh, not to guilt myself, but not to you know, hope not to go crazy. I'm not. I'm really over those sort of. I had a few last year. Um, bigger nights randomly dispersed throughout the year but where I ended up drinking you know spirits into the wee hours in the morning and then just feeling rat shit for a day or two afterwards so I don't I want to get away from that this year I'm 38 years old in September um I don't bounce back like I used to Uh, I only have a day or two off each uh week so I don't want to spend those feeling crusty um so yeah just trying to 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 find uh, just trying to find some better habits this year, I guess. So um, that was a good way to start for me. Um, amongst that month that I just had, uh, anybody who follows me on the Average Man Podcast Instagram or on Facebook, if that's your jam, you would notice that my wife brought home three rescue pups this month, uh, which I was... Less than thrilled about straight out the gate when she called me um, saying she's found these three rescue pups and she's going to bring them home. I was like, no, the hell you are not. Um, knowing full well that she probably basically was going to anyway. Um, but, you know, you got to give them some grief about these things and so they don't have just a free run bringing strays home and shit. So, yeah, she brought them home. Um, three little puppies. And they've been pretty cute, to be honest. Though she's been pushing hard to try and keep one for the long term. We're just we're just uh, fostering them until they're they've had their vaccinations and they're old enough to go to, um, you know, some new homes, um, some new loving homes that we'll that we'll help them um, help them find their way to. But she's been pushing hard to keep one in particular, and it's uh, it's not going to happen. So yeah, I have chosen. It's weird to say because I haven't seen the dogs or anything yet, but basically there's a breeder, um, Delamac Kelpies, as the guy's um, called, uh, down south, just south of Geraldton, um, who's had a litter of purebred Kelpies about two weeks ago, uh, and they're about a month off being able to, to be sold, to, to be go to the new homes. And I've been in contact with old mate and basically put dibs on one of the boys so when they're old enough, I'm going to drive down there and pick this pup up. Sort of, I'd hope to get there before he sells any of the others and 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 have the pick of the boys. I think there's two or three boys. Yeah, I think there's three boys. So I'd like to meet them and see them and see which puppy sort of gels with me the most, and then bring it home. Little hyperactive kelpie, and. I was really of two minds about it because I was looking hard last year for a Labrador just because I've never had a purebred puppy in my life. I've always done like rescue dogs and sort of mongrels and, um, and, and which is fine. I've had some great dogs, but, uh, I just wanted to know what I was getting into and yeah, you know, I've had rescue dogs. I've had mongrel dogs. Um, 
I've, you know, I've got a Pilbara special. I would just like to have a purebred dog for once uh, and see how that goes, knowing roughly what the temperament should be for that dog and sort of choosing it based on that temperament. So I was going for a Labrador, which just became way too hard, way too hard. And they wanted thousands and thousands of dollars, like $5,000 for one of these dogs. And you've got to go on a wait list and you've got to prove that you're worthy to fucking take on this puppy uh, like a fucking little prince you're bringing home with you or some shit. Um, and, yeah, it just wasn't working out. So um, I don't know – I think that we bumped into some people down south who had a beautiful border collie um, that was a really nice dog and got me thinking about different breeds, Australian sort of working dogs, which I've always liked the idea of in the back of my head, but I was kind of trying to go lean towards a more family-orientated dog like a Labrador that would be like really cool for the whole family um, because I worry a little bit about having another dog that's just obsessed with me and becomes just my dog and hangs out by my side and doesn't have a whole lot of time for the kids so I was leaning away from that but then I kind of got talked back into the idea um, by this border collie who was a beautiful dog and I thought you know what this is a beautiful dog she loves the kids they got the same similar kind of temperament to a kelpie um, I like kelpies I don't really like the long long hair of the border collies and that um, I think that I, I could look into it and when I look into it this one popped up and it just sort of the stars all aligned I guess so I felt like that's a pretty good sign for me and um, despite all the negative things that you hear, people say, oh, don't get a Kelpie, they're mad. And when you read up about them online, they do definitely say they're not for everybody. You need to be the right type of owner to have a Kelpie. I'm kind of excited by the challenge of it, and I think that I can do a pretty good job with them. Uh, I'm, I'm a fairly active person myself, so I'm not scared of having to exercise the damn thing or train it. They need a strong personality to take control of them and, and let them know who, what their, where their place is and who's boss and keep them busy, stimulated mentally and physically. And I think I can do that. Um, we live across the road from the beach. I like throwing the ball. I like going for runs. I might buy myself a bush bike this year and the dog can come for a ride and run when I go for a ride. So, and we've got two young kids. I think we'll be all right. Um, yeah, and, and obviously super easy to train if you put the time and effort in with them and a really, really smart dog and independent and very loyal. and You know, a dog that I can click at the back of the ute and dog jumps up in the ute and comes for a drive around with me a dog that i can walk down the beach with and go for a paddle on my stand-up paddleboard yeah water stand-up paddleboard to about in a minute uh, and the dog can just sit there with my towel and my, my, my sunnies and shit and just chill out and wait for me at the beach a lot like my old boy casper used to do for me you know um we love this family dog that we've got man lily she's beautiful beautiful dog and me and her have really connected a lot since casper passed away last year but she's just a lazy lump of a thing mate she just wants to sit there on her couch and eat and sleep and have a bit of a scratch and she doesn't bring a whole lot of excitement to the table um yeah and I really am looking for a man's dog that can follow me around and do all that kind of shit with me and I just feel like a kelpie's a good um good independent strong smart um energetic dog that that's yeah it's gonna be a cool uh addition to our family so we're going down that track now, I told you just now, I have bought myself a stand-up paddleboard, paddle um, and that has been my my newest um, uh, hobby that I've taken on, and I'm loving it. Uh, mate of mine, Robbie's got one, went for a, for a paddle on his a few weeks back, and fell off about 10 times, um, which was quite embarrassing, but you know... Uh, you gotta, you got to practice things to learn them, uh, and I thought I'd do a bit better, but I didn't. We were out, there was a little bit of you know, sort of swell and wind around, and um, yeah, I fell off about 10 times. So I got myself a slightly bigger board, a second-hand one off, off Facebook, um, and 
got it bought up here on the truck, so so I didn't have to worry about going for an inflatable, which I was really looking at going for an inflatable board because they're easy to transport here and they're a bit cheaper and stuff. And, and I learned away from that and went for a secondhand solid board instead and just got it put on the, the truck for work that comes up once a week. Um, cost me nothing. And that was really um, the best way for, for me. So um, I'm pretty stoked with it. I've got this board, it's 10 and a half foot, 32 inches wide I think it's 176 litre capacity so it's a real big boat of a thing floats really well on the water but just small enough to sort of maneuver around catch little waves the little tiny little knee breakers out the front of um uh you know at the front of my house on, uh, and on Sutherland Street here behind the reef there there's some little breakers on the right tide as well so um uh, been yeah been practicing my my skills on that paddling around I definitely need a new paddle the paddle's a bit short and a bit shit but the board itself's been great uh, apart from the fact that we used it last weekend and I started unstrapping it to take it off the roof rack and got distracted and left it on the roof rack. And then when my wife took the kids to school on Monday morning, said board flew off the roof rack and bounced and landed on the side of the road. And I had like 10 abusive phone calls and messages from my missus while I was at a meeting at work. Besides that, I got the board back, a couple of hairline fractures, scratches, cracks, whatever you want to call them. She's all good. Um, I've been out paddling and just, and just loving it and sort of getting my getting my feet about me and yeah I'm pretty happy about this new new little hobby I've picked up I haven't had a nice day on the water yet as in it's been windy and choppy and dirty water and stuff like that but I'm really looking forward to those beautiful clear headland days where the water's like glass and I can get out there with a bit of a rolling swell and paddle around and see the little sharks and and turtles and uh, all sorts of shit going on underneath me on the reef and stuff like that. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. And then also um, get myself confident enough where I can catch a little bit of a wave off a, off a hunt point over there on the other side of the harbour. The board I have may be a little too big for that. We'll see. It's definitely big enough, small enough to catch the little waves. But um, if I get right into this and I'm and enjoying it and um, want to want to go further down the stand-up paddleboard um uh, rabbit hole I might get myself a nine footer as well which is a bit more maneuverable so I can catch some of those those ways because you know I can take it on holiday with me and shit like that but yeah I'm looking forward to it man and the ten footer ten and a half footer is big enough that the kids can sit on the front one at a time can sit on the front and go for a paddle over at Spall Bank there and um, yeah I think I'll train the little pup when we get it to sit on the front and, and go out in the water with me as well so she, so he grows up just being used to sitting on the front of the board that'll be something pretty pretty cool and something I think a kelpie would be be more than capable of um, picking up, so I'm looking forward to all that, man. Yeah, it's a good um, it's a good option for me. Uh, rather than you know, I'm not getting any time out on the water diving or anything like that, and haven't been fishing for bloody bloody ages, and yeah, I don't have the time commitment. Like I got time, but I'm not prioritizing my time towards those things. So uh, for me, just to be able to walk out, so I go, man, the surf's right now. You know, the the tide's right now. Um, I feel like uh, going for a paddle, grab my board, walk across the road, out into the water and I'm paddling. I can be in and out within half an hour, an hour, the whole the whole, the whole shooting match done and dusted. So that, for that, for me, that's a, a great option. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm loving having something I can do with my time, some bit of a hobby uh, at the moment. So where else, what else is going on? What have we got, what have we got for the, um, the, the current events at the moment? Uh, I think we've got, I heard about, and haven't done a whole lot of study on, to be honest with you, but I did hear through the, the grapevines uh, that Facebook has stopped um, has stopped putting news on the feeds, just in Australia, I think. So um, I think that that's a good idea. I'm, I think that's cool because I believe that 
um, social medias, the social media platforms have way too much influence on people um, and have a very strong left-wing bias and so many people get their news from them and then get stuck into a feedback loop where they see what they want to see, hear what they want to hear, interact with the people that they want to interact with um, and that's only the news that they see is that news that enforces their view and is quite typically the news that the social media platforms want you to see. And I just think that that's unhealthy um, and was getting out of hand as, you know, we kind of probably saw a bit of that in the Donald Trump, uh, uh, the Donald Trump in, in the presidential election with Donald Trump and, and Joe Biden last last year. Because, look, and Trump's, no, Angel Trump's, you know, you could probably say he was a piece of shit. You'd be quite accurate, really. But uh, what he did was manipulate the media the first time around back in 2016. Very smart. He They just weren't ready for him. In the four years since then to the last election, they were ready for him, definitely, and they knew what they needed to do. And they basically shut him out by, by not fake news like he likes to say, but they reported on what they wanted people to hear um, and 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 uh, directed the narrative in the direction that they wanted it to, to go. Um, you know, saying all the positive things about Bernie Sanders, uh, about um, uh, old mate Joe Biden, while voting was still going on, talking about all the states that he'd won and was projected to win and, and not talking about states and that that uh, Trump was projected to win and basically selling a narrative that it was already done and dusted before it was, which has probably very likely changed the swing of a lot of people's votes. Um, and that's just one example of it. There's just, there's, you know... In in entertainment in in the entertainment industry, if you don't have the right views, you'll be blacklisted. You know, um, they they really have a directive that they kind of control very strongly right now. I know that in the past, the right wing um, politicians um, and right, right wing politics was probably very much the same. They they um, really ruled the roost and 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 decided what was said, what wasn't said, what things went. And what was important, what things would would fly in the in the general public, you know, in the zeitgeist, um, and in popular culture, and all that sort of shit. Uh, but those days are over, and now we've swung the other way. And I just think feel like it's getting out of hand towards the left wing um, politic sort of side of things lately. So for me, the idea that that Facebook in Australia aren't going to be broadcasting news anymore. Um, I think that's a good idea. People have to search a little bit harder to get their news, a little bit harder to get their news. They can't just see whatever they want to see and whatever Facebook wants them to see and their feedback loop just pop up on their screen every time they jump on their phone anymore. So that's that's a positive, I think. Um, you should get your news from various sources. You should have, uh, you should watch left-wing news channels and right-wing news channels and then listen to some other commentators as well and then make up your mind somewhere in the middle because it's all bias um, one way or another. So I think that's a positive thing. Um, to be honest with you, I think that's that's a pretty good idea. That they definitely have too much, too much power, um, and not enough. Um, too much power, and not enough. Uh, um, what's the word? Um, accountability. Not enough accountability for uh, for the things that get put out there and the reactions and the way that it swings. Uh, the general the general population's point of views. So that's my opinion on that one. Anyway, I think it's a good idea. Good, 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 good. Uh, what else? Australia Day. Australia Day. No, Australia has. I'm reading my notes here. I'm back on some notes because I'm a little bit rusty. Uh, Australia has officially 
started the COVID-19 vaccinations. Yup, yup. Fuck. This is the one that seems to be dividing people a little bit. Um, do you get the shots or not? So my wife works in healthcare, um, community health. She will be administering the vaccinations. She'll be doing an eight-hour training course on it, which I think is pretty good. She'll get some good information out of that and be able to then relay that to me and I'll be able to make a more informed decision. Um, but look, for me personally, if I didn't have kids and you're just talking about me, will I take the vaccine? Hell yeah. Sign me up. Shoot it in the eye of my dick if you want to, if I can tra- start travelling again and get on my life as as normal. Fucking line it up in a big, dirty line across the table and I'll snort that sucker back to my eyes water. Don't give a fuck, to be honest with you. I've done way worse things to my body in the past. Um, I think that there's pretty good sample size of people out there who've had the vaccine now in the US and over in, the, in Europe and shit like that, the guinea pigs. Um, and I believe that, you know, We'll probably all have, end up having it anyway, and I want life to go back to some semblance of normality and be able to travel again. So, yeah, I will take the fucking vaccine. Stick it in my eyeball, fucking juice me up, let's go. But my kids, mm, that's a different question because I would do anything to keep them safe and I don't really know enough about it to know what the long-term effects are and all that kind of shit. You know, I've heard people saying that the kind of vaccine that it is isn't like where... I think, say, when you get a flu shot, they get you a little bit of the virus and they inject it into you and then your body uh, your body then creates the antibodies to defeat the little bit of the virus that's been injected into you and then you go ahead and, um, uh, and um, fight the virus off when you, if you get it coming to your system for real. Whereas with these vi- vac- uh, vaccines, I think it's, it does something that alters the, the, the makeup of of some cells in your body um, in some way or, an, or another. I probably should have had some like definition ready to go if I was going to talk about this, but I don't. But yeah, and my understanding anyway is that it's a bit of a different kind of deal, not just your general vaccine. So who knows? I hope we're not fucking ourselves up in the long term. You get some any sort of fucking issues down the track or whatever. We just don't know at this stage, I guess. So um, like I said, my wife's going to do a bit of training on it and give me a bit of a better idea and we'll make a decision together if we think that we're going to get our kids shot up with this bloody vaccine or not but it's exciting that it's out and about and within the next six months do you think we could start looking at talking about maybe considering the possibility of any kind of maybe international travel again in some stage in the near foreseeable future that would be nice i would like that i would like to have that conversation and start working towards it because it's great that they say, yeah, travel your backyard, yeah, Australia, yeah, free, you know, cheap flights up the broom, yeah, yeah, fucking let's see our own, own country and all this sort of shit. Yeah, great, great. I love the idea. You know what? You can't fucking get in anywhere unless you're first cab off the rank, unless you want to spend all your money flying, especially from Port Hedland, flying around Australia. It's bloody expensive and bloody massive. If you want to drive somewhere for, for a week, you're going to spend two days driving to get anywhere. So I wanted to go to the Ningaloo Coast again um, in July, school holidays. Two weeks ago, I went to book. It's already booked out everywhere, everywhere, absolutely everywhere. You can't get in there. There's a six-month rule now. They open up bookings six months in advance, and from what I've heard speaking to other people, those bookings are pretty much gone in the first day or so from when that six-month fucking period opens up. thought we'll go to Broome instead then in July. 
everything in town's gone there as well. Everything. It's bloody gone. Everything. I think, okay, so then what am I going to do? I'm going to spend two and a half grand flying the family down to Perth to spend time in Perth and the school holidays. It doesn't really excite me and it's expensive once you're down there as well. And Like I just – it's great travel around Australia but when everybody – no one else has the option to do anything else and everybody's doing it, there's just – it's – Everything that's close and accessible is already booked. You're going to have to start going very far-flung places to, to, to get a holiday here, and then you have to start spending big money. I'm trying to save money. I'm trying to buy our car outright, save for a caravan, put money in my bank. I don't want to be spend, spending five, six, seven-plus grand on a fucking week holiday, on a school holiday. I just don't. Unless you let me go to Bali. I can do it for a whole lot cheaper. So, I don't know. Things are... Weird at the moment with that And I'm excited about the idea of the vaccines And then we can start fucking Getting some normalcy back into our life again Us headlanders yeah, Pray to God they keep that flight open Once things are back to normal Jump on a plane from Headland Two hours, you're in Bali Beautiful, fucking love it And the Balinese people, those poor bastards over there Need us, they need our help, they need our money They need our tourism dollars So I can't help but harp on about this every single time I get behind the, behind the microphone. I actually didn't plan on doing that. I'm sorry. I apologise. I will stop talking about Bali. <sighs> Moving forward. That's a good thing. Um, what's going on with my music? Well, as you would have heard by my little intro song today, my country slash honky-tonk um, uh, newfound love has kind of evolved. I'm still loving that, but it's evolved. It went from country to honky tonk to kind of like folk and blues, and it's come full circle all, all the way back around to like blues and roots and shit, and shit again. So I'm just on a real big musical journey at the moment, which is cool. And the intro song by Camp would probably fall into folk and folk on that um, on that list there. And I'm also getting a few more clearer dividing lines between all this big massive music that I just started listening to. I didn't know what to call it all and where it all felt and fell and, and you know, what the subgenres were, etc. I'm starting to get my head around that now as well. So give me another month and I'll be a full-blown fucking country honky-tonk music aficionado. Maybe not. But anyway, I'm learning. I'm learning and I like learning about music. Um, you know what? I reckon that's probably about enough. 30 minutes for my comeback. Don't call it comeback. My comeback episode after a month, episode number ninety-one. Yeah, I think we covered a f- enough things on there. One last thing: uh, beautiful, beautiful wet weather we've uh, wet season we've had this year. If Headland had wet season like this every single year, how good it'd be! Everything's green, all the rivers are still flowing inland. I was going to go out and visit one this long weekend, but decided to just hang out at the house and sort shit out here instead of. Packing myself full uh, and and over stretching ourselves anyway. So um, hopefully we can get out next weekend. There should still be plenty of water around. But how good is it, man? A real wet season. It would be great if it was like this every year. Cross our fingers. Hopefully we've got a little bit more rain to come as well before the wet season's through. But I've been absolutely loving it. It's been great. Um, kept it pretty cool through most of February, con- considering um, we just did not get that horrible, relentless summer that we um, that we're so used to year after year up here. So that's been pretty cool. Um, I think that's enough guys I'm going to just call it Knock it on the head now Got out, I got shit to do And I'm sure you do too I got shit to do And I'm sure you do too That's what I meant to say then So um, yeah I've got some whiskey to drink And some shit to go do with the kids Go do a bit more tidying up outside um, You know Fuck around in the garden 
that kind of shit. So it's been great being back behind the microphone. Um, I kind of got to that point where I was like procrastinating a little bit because I hadn't done it for so long and was making it to be a bigger deal inside my head than it was going to be and was I going to get be able to get up for it and was I going to be able to like get into a rhythm and a flow and all that sort of shit. But I think uh, I think it went pretty well. So um, thanks for putting up with me. Let's see what the next episode brings. If I change the intro format or not, that all depends on how much time I have to spend thinking about it and fucking around with it between now and then. But yeah. I think I'm just jabbering now, so I'm going to call it episode number 91, All the Debts I Owe, Average Man Podcast, over and out.